Welcome to the Functional Medicine Radio Show with your host, Dr. Carrie Drizga, known internationally as the Functional Medicine Doc. Dr. Carrie is committed to helping patients find the root cause of their health problems and fixing the cause with natural treatments so they can feel normal again. Dr. Carrie is the founder of Functional Medicine Ontario and is the author of the hit book, Reclaim Your Energy and Feel Normal Again. Please welcome your host, Dr. Carrie Drizga. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Functional Medicine Radio Show, the only internet radio show dedicated to giving you real solutions to improve your health. And not only are they real solutions, but they're natural solutions as well, because as you know, the one and only true wealth you have is your health. I am your host, Dr. Kiri Drizga, the Functional Medicine Doc, and I'm committed to helping you find the root cause of your health problem, fix the cause with natural treatments, so you can feel normal again and live your life to the fullest. I'm very excited about this week's show. This is part two of our interview with Dr. Raynette Ilg. Let me tell you a little bit about Dr. Ray. Dr. Ray is the owner of Olive Branch Wellness Center, which is located in South Elgin, Illinois. She also practices in Peoria, Illinois. She's a naturopath who graduated from the National University of Health Sciences in Lombard, Illinois where she received her doctorate of naturopathic medicine after she completed her bachelor's of biological medicine and graduated in the top three of her class. She is also a lecturer to various healthcare organizations and businesses in the Chicagoland area, where she teaches other healthcare professionals about the usage of naturopathy as a means for integrative care for different ailments. Dr. Ray is also a guest lecturer at Purdue University. She works closely with many psychologists, chiropractors, medical doctors and acupuncturists to aid in high quality patient healing that also gets results. Dr. Ray is also a monthly contributor to several newsletters for various businesses and lectures extensively. She is the author of the hit book, Live in La Vida Grande, Why You Can't Lose Weight, and has a second book coming out soon titled, Live in La Vida Grande, Which Diet Should I Choose? Dr. Ray lives in Bartlett, Illinois with her husband, she has two grown daughters, Vanessa and Whitney, and a perfect granddaughter named Jersey Ray. Okay, welcome, uh, Dr. Raynette Ilg, to the Functional Medicine Radio Show. This is part two of our uh, little mini-series on uh, losing weight. Well, good afternoon, Dr. Carey. How are you? I'm great. So, Dr. Ray, on our last podcast, part one, we talked about why people can't lose weight or why they're, they continue to gain weight, even though they're trying to eat healthy and they're exercising. And you gave us some really great nuggets about how common vitamin and mineral deficiencies can block weight loss and how inf infections in the gut, like parasite infections, bacterial infections, can block weight loss. And you talked to us about cortisol in the brain and how those two things can impact the entire entire body. So today, I'm really happy that uh, that you wanted to come back to talk to us and teach our listeners about cravings, because I think for a lot of them, a lot of people trying to lose weight, they have different cravings for different foods. It could be, you know, the sweet, the typical sweet tooth or craving salty or cheese. So if you can talk about that, like, do the cravings mean something specifically and where do the cravings come from? And how can they deal with those cravings? Well, I'd be uh, happy to. And you know, um, Dr. Carey, you should probably explain to our listeners that I have a 
huge sense of humor. So um, this is what I would like to say about cravings. Get out. They're coming from inside the house. (laughs) (laughs) They... um, Cravings are dirty little devils, aren't they? I mean, you can be just minding your own business, buying a pair of earrings or pants at the mall, and somebody walks by or the movie theater opens up and there's that popcorn, and all you can think about is how that nice, salty, buttery popcorn would be good rolling around your mouth and disintegrating on the back of your tongue. And before you know it, there you are standing in line, not to see a movie, but to buy some popcorn. So, yeah, they are kind of dastardly little deeds. What I find with a lot of patients is that we have to separate out what's really going on. And people say, well, it's a craving. Can't stop eating. It's a craving. It's a craving. Now, there are there's a lot of different definitions of craving. But I think what a lot of people need to understand is why. When I sit and talk with patients, and yes, the, the, as I stated in the, the last time we talked, um, a visit here lasts a lot longer than seven minutes. And I know a visit in your office is more than seven minutes, too. So what happens is we find out whether this is really a true craving based on a nutritional deficiency. Is this a true, is this a craving based on boredom? No, none of us have ever eaten out of boredom. Is this a craving based on something that's gone bad in your system, like in your gut, uh, Let's say you've got um, parasites or you've got some bad bacteria that is actually kind of taking over and controlling and asking your brain to send down things by the chemicals that it emits. And so is that something or is this a psychological thing? You got in trouble at work, so you run home and you're going to eat all of that bag of whatever. Something, as I like to say, that ends in O's, Cheetos, Fritos, Doritos, I think something like that, we need to tease out exactly what it is. Now, some nutritional deficiencies, and there's been a lot of charts on the internet. You know, I'll have patients bring in a chart. This says, because I'm craving this, that I should eat this. Hmm. You know, it's the internet's a good thing and it's a bad thing, right? <laughs> yeah, I have a lot of patients that bring in a lot of information too. And, and that's part of the reason why I wanted you on the podcast, because I know you're an expert in this area. You've written a book on weight loss from a naturopathic standpoint. And on the internet, there's a lot of information and a lot of it is very confusing. So I really wanted to get your input for our listeners to cut through that confusion and bring them the truth. Well, the truth is this, this is my motto in the office. The physician who treats him or herself has a fool for a doctor. I, we just, because we don't, we don't see ourselves as we should. This is why we shouldn't treat ourselves. And there are so many websites that say, well, if you're craving chocolate, you should take X, Y, or Z. Um, one, one says, if you're craving chocolate, you should take magnesium. Well, that's great, but if you're not a professional and you're taking anything else, um, it's very possible that the magnesium may interfere with your prescription drugs. And then guess what that makes? Big old mess. I think with Americans, we want an easy fix. Probably with Canadians, you want an easy fix. Probably in France, they want an easy fix because we're all humans. We want an easy fix. And we want to believe it's something that we want to believe, not what it actually is. We don't We don't get to the root of the cause our physicians need to do that for us. So with a lot of these cravings, you know, a lot of times potato chips are a big satisfier for us because they're full of fat 
and they're full of salt. And now hear what I'm saying. I'm not saying potato chips are awful, awful, but it should be a clue that your body is depleted in something. So if I get somebody there telling me, well, I've got this and this, and all I want to do is eat potato chips, I'm going to start looking at some, you know, adrenal exhaustion, or I'm going to look for some gut problems. Because, you know, those little gut problems really do start controlling what we want to eat. And by gut problems, you're referring to parasites, yeast, bacterial overgrowth, or are you also referring to something like food allergies, food sensitivities? Well, you know what? It's all of those. Um, because people tend to give themselves allergies. <laughs> you know, I always eat this for breakfast and this for lunch. Well, the more we repetition we have in eating the same foods, the more we actually can create allergies. It's and true. So, I, I've seen that in my office too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I have. I had a patient that ate the same thing for breakfast, lunch, and dinner for four years and wanted to know why he could not eat it anymore. And his whole body was messed up. All of his serotonin, you know, that feel-good hormone, um, all of his vitamin nutrients were messed up because you, you, we have to rotate through our foods in order to, first of all, lose weight, and second of all, to get the vitamins and nutrients. So when we're talking about cravings, I think we have to really look at a person's sleep pattern, their adrenals, their gut, to see what's really a craving. And I think the last thing we need to look at is the psychological aspect of it. You know, if whenever you get in trouble at work, you run home and you eat a, a big plate of nachos, you're gonna start forcing yourself to get in trouble at work every day so you can eat those nachos, right? Yeah. Yeah, because it has a calming effect for you. Or if whenever, when you were a kid, your grandmother always gave you a big, pile of Susie Q cakes or whatever, you're going to look for that. So um, a lot of times too, we need to look at whether or not there is an emotional healing that has to go on. So with when we're talking about cravings, I think one of the first things that's important for someone to know is that also can come from the brain imbalance. And a brain imbalance will do some pretty nasty things to you um, as far as your serotonin and dopamine. So those need to get balanced out. So it's not just eat this or eat that. And there's sometimes, I know everybody's going to gasp, so maybe we should give them about three seconds to catch up. Sometimes in order to get those under control, I will actually have somebody cook a steak and butter it. Oh, yes, I said butter your steak. <laughs> it sounds delicious. I know. <laughs> I'm like, hmm, what, oh, let's see. It's, uh, yeah, what time here I can go for dinner? But we need to get our body to shut off those cues and get processing our food properly. So we can use food to shut off food. And so with your example of buttering the steak, I mean, you're not saying that willy-nilly. I think what the listeners need to understand is uh, steak is a, is a major protein source. And the proteins get broken down into amino acids, and those are the building blocks for your serotonin and dopamine and all of your brain chemicals. Exactly. And not only that, but I think in this um, society, we tend to get, oh, you know, I want a fat-free meat or I want a low-fat meat. And what happens is they start eating fat-free and low-fat and mess up their entire body chemistry. And one of the big things I see is a lot of when people stop eating red meat, they end up with iron and B12, folic acid and vitamin E deficiencies. And iron is important as we're talking about the brain. Iron is important because we need that 
to carry oxygen, to carry oxygen. Yeah. And to help with making serotonin. Yes. Yes. Now the body is very efficient with iron. You see only about 10% of the iron we actually consume is absorbed, but the body um, takes a red blood cell apart and it stores part of it here, part of it there, part of it here, part of it there. And when a new baby red blood cell is made, it reassembles those parts and puts them back on a red blood cell. So we really are the first recycling plant there ever was, but we need that iron. That iron holds uh, the hemoglobin, which is the oxygen carrying part of the red blood cell. So as you're saying that we really need to let our food be our medicine. Yes. And then second comes vitamins and minerals, nutrients to help replenish what our body is low in. Yes. Now, one of the questions I get a lot of the time, and this I love to talk about this, is should I be eating organic or should I eat regular food? (laughs) And I I always think that's kind of funny, but um, this is what I tell patients. Let's have you eat organic on the things that are the dirty dozens, things like potatoes and, and if we're having berries and, you know, grapes and things like that, things that are heavily sprayed. So so for our listeners out there, the dirty dozen is the, it's the top 12 foods that have the highest amount of pesticides in them. Right, right. And ironically, it used to be the dirty 10. Now it's grown to the dirty dozen. Yes. (laughs) So I can only imagine what next year is. Um, But those things, yes. As far as eating anything else that would come from off the shelves, I really kind of encourage, and I really don't want to offend anybody out there listening, but I want for you to understand what happens, is when you buy produce from another country, especially south of the United States, we sell our DEET and all of our heavy chemical sprays to those countries. They in turn spray their fruits and their vegetables with them. And then we purchase those fruits and vegetables. So all of those fruits and vegetables that come from down south, south of the border. South of the I'm border. about the American border, not the Canadian border. Correct. South <laughs> of the American border usually have a lot of DDT and other nasty chemicals that have been banned in North America. Yes, that's exactly it. And guess what those chemicals do? They can trigger the brain to want to eat more Uh, besides releasing, you know, changing DNA towards cancer. And that's a whole other topic for a whole other day. Um, They also um, sit in your intestines and create toxins and feed uh, bad bacteria. So it becomes really a vicious cycle. You you eat these foods that you think are healthy for you because they're fruits and vegetables, but they're contaminated with pesticides And uh, you digest that, you absorb that. Now your body has to deal with those toxins. Yeah, isn't that amazing? And, you know, our bodies are designed to be able to deal with a certain amount of that, but not a whole lot of it. So then let's let's take um, a tomato, for instance. Um, It's kind of near, it's in the middle of summer uh, here in the United States, and it's going to be tomato season. Well, Here's the deal. Our brain, we go and we buy a dark red juicy tomato and we get it home and we want to slice it up and eat it. Well, that tomato, because it's been sprayed so much, our brain keeps wanting, it has a mimicry or uh, a remembrance of what real tomatoes should taste like. And our brain keeps wanting that tomato to taste like it should, but it doesn't. It doesn't, so we keep craving that. 
The irony is that the vegetables don't have the nutrient content that they used to have either. So a vitamin C in a tomato nowadays is not the same quantity or quality of vitamin C that you would have found in a tomato in the 1930s or 40s. So we're not getting the nutrients from it either, which then causes us to crave to eat more food. Exactly. And I think a lot of people don't realize that that one thing they, they could be eating, they could be eating really healthy, but they are still deficient because right. our, our foods are grown all over, you know, all over North America, as we said, south of south of the border in different European countries, you know, they they get shipped to us from all over the place. And by the time they end up on our plate, they're so deficient in vitamins and nutrients that you could still be eating a great diet, but still have multiple vitamin and nutrient deficiencies. And then of course that just compounds the cravings because your body will say, I need vitamins, I need minerals. And it'll send you right back to I, I need food. Yeah. 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 So, um, and it's not that I tell people, oh, you must eat a completely organic diet. You know, um, I think it's a, it's a great thing if your pocketbook can afford it. But we, we both know that you could easily spend seven or 800 American dollars at the grocery store every week to do all organic. And I know you live outside of Chicago. I live here outside of Ottawa. And it's not, you know, during the winter, there's not a whole lot of selection for, you know, really nice organic food. So like you say, I, I tell the same thing to my patients. It's a matter of do what you can, do what you can afford. And if all you do is focus on those top 12, the dirty dozen, then that's fine. Yes. And you know what? And I find that if we need to remove some foods from their diet that are in that dirty dozen to make them feel better about what they're eating, well, then so be it. Um, you know, I find a lot of people, they have allergies to foods and they don't know it. And so they keep eating the same thing, which can be making them fluffy and creating other problems too. So, you know, for me, I always use myself as an example because I don't want to give out any information on any patient in any way. But for me, I am allergic to chicken, corn, and rice. Now, chicken by itself, if you got organic chicken, it doesn't change the fact that I cannot do it. Corn, I, it doesn't matter if it's organic, if it's sprayed down with, you know, DEET, if it's whatever it is, I can't do it. And rice, the same thing. And when I eat those things, I tend to gain weight. So even a healthy diet can cause you to gain weight because you're still not getting vitamins and minerals. And those may be things that your body cannot process. So when it comes to having cravings, as we, as we look at this whole area again, so you have told us that Different vitamins and minerals can cause cravings. Yeah. Despite what you might find on the internet, as far as uh, tables are concerned, one plus one doesn't always equal two when it comes to specific vitamins causing specific cravings. So that, but that can be a component. And you know, that, yeah. And that um, gut infections mm -hmm. can create cravings because there you got little germs in there and they, they want to survive. And so they secrete chemicals to make you eat more so that they can eat what you're eating. Yes. Survive. And you talked about the brain imbalance that can, how that imbalances between serotonin and dopamine can 
promote cravings too and and hidden food allergies, hidden food sensitivities. You know, from a patient point of view, there's not uh it's not like one size fits all. It's it's you have to see a professional to really figure out what where are your cravings coming from because there's so many different components here. Right. And I find so many patients are just told, well, consume fewer calories. Well, you and I both know a calorie is not the same as another calorie. You know, um, you could eat a whole bunch of calories that are empty. You could eat a lot of calories that are full, or we could just make you eat for what your body needs and get what it needs and not have to worry about calories. I don't want to have to measure. I wouldn't measure. Would you? No, No. I'm lazy that way. Yeah, me too. (laughs) So I find that if if I wouldn't do it, I really don't expect you to do it as a patient in my office. I think it's important to be able to eat, eat until you're full, eat when you're hungry, but get your body balanced. Because when you find out that it's balanced, you don't crave things when you're balanced. You know, um, I hear a lot of times from patients that, oh, I used to, you know, I used to just die for a piece of X, Y, or Z. And then once we've gotten them balanced out, I'll say, you know, and I'll write it down in their file and I'll say, so you're still craving that, you know, whatever brownie, you know, I thought I wanted one the other day. I had a bite full and it just didn't do anything for me anymore. So I'm not eating it anymore. That's balance. You know, I'll, I'll give you an example from my practice too. I had a patient who was seeing me and we were working on all kinds of different things. And at one point she came in and she said, Dr. Carey, you really have to help me with these cravings. I'm, I'm craving potato chips and it's really bad. Like I can't have one. I have to eat the whole bag. So I was kind of talking with her trying to figure out, do you think you have an addiction? Like sometimes cravings can get so, so strong that overwhelming, like ordering on an addiction, almost like a food addiction. Right. And she said, yeah, literally like I can't have potato chips in the house or I will just like, I'll just inhale them. As I was figuring out her case, we did some uh, brain balancing on her to balance out her serotonin and dopamine. And and once we figured out the perfect formula of amino acids for her, the cravings were completely gone. You know, and I think a lot of people don't understand that. They're so busy avoiding certain foods because of what they've seen on Dr. So-and-so's show or what they've read in a magazine. And, you know, those people have to be very careful. They have to be so general when they prescribe or, so to speak, advise that it's so general that it, it doesn't really fit anybody anymore. And what they don't understand is how things fit in the body, how you know, tryptophan gets hydroxylated into serotonin, gets carboxylated into melatonin, and and all those are big words, and I get that. But basically what it's saying is what you eat can make you happy and make you sleep, and that comes down to the bottom line. So as we, before we start wrapping up here, I think for, you know, for a lot of our listeners who are are, um, struggling with cravings and trying to lose weight, to to remind them or maybe they've never even been told this that the cravings that you're having are really a sign that something is out of balance it's not just about willpower you know what and you're absolutely right i don't want anybody to feel guilty about their size i don't want them to be shamed about what's going on sometimes We're just victims of eating sushi, you know, or like I mentioned in your last uh, interview, or sometimes it's just something we didn't ask for, we didn't do to ourselves, 
that needs to be balanced out has nothing to do with who they are as a person, has everything to do with me or you doing our jobs to balance them out and to get their energy back and to get their weight back down, has everything to do with those things. You never want anyone to feel guilty because it's, it's more than likely not your fault. I think 99.9% .9 of the time is not their fault. It's, it's something is out of balance in the body. That's what I'm saying. It's a chemical reaction. Yeah. It's a chemical reaction. It's not that you, you know, you decided to sit down and abuse yourself. No. And there's so much shame on the television, on the radio, everywhere else, on the internet about it. It's not about the shame. It's about getting rebalanced so that you can lose the weight, so you do have the energy, so your hair looks nice and shiny and your skin looks fabulous. And remember, those are all byproducts of getting balanced. And weight is something that a lot of people come in to see me about, but what ends up happening is an overall well-being, and that's where I'm at. So, Dr. Ray, can you tell us a little bit about your book, Live in La Vida Grande, Why You Can't Lose Weight? And how can our listeners learn more about you and, and where can they get your book? Well, they can get the book on Amazon.com. It's available in two forms. It's available as an ebook for those Kindle readers, and it's also available in a hard copy, or I should say a paperback version, for those of you who like to have a book in your hand. I personally like the paperback version because I've left sections in there for notes. Because I think, you know, you underline something and, and you forget to do it. But there, I've made, um, after each chapter, there's a section for the um, readers to take notes. Um, the book is written pretty much as I talk. If you've ever, if you've heard me talk, <laughs> you hear me when you read the book. I wanted to make it an easy read. I didn't use um, technical language. Uh, when I had it edited, I made sure it was edited down to everyday words and everyday usage because it's important to me that we don't talk over your heads. It's important that you understand it. It's a complex topic. It has sections on vitamins, minerals, neurotransmitters, hormones, digestive tract, which is called innards in the book. It also has a section on social eating. I wanted to make sure when I wrote the book that people understood how naturopathic care works. So there is a section on, um, I guess it starts off, mom, what's a naturopath? And I think that's important for people to understand what naturopathic physicians actually do. So there's a section in there too. If anyone would like to check me out, I am more than happy to be checked out um, at my website, which is olive, O-L-I-V-E-B-W-C.com. That's olivebwc.com. And um, they can sign up there for a newsletter. They can, they can watch YouTube videos that I've posted. They can also go ahead and make comments. They can go on our Facebook page and watch the articles that we post. They can do anything. They're even welcome to give a call, the office a call if they have a burning question, but realizing I will, not, um, I will not handle large situations over the phone. They need to be patient. But I would love to hear from anyone that would love to email me through the, through the website. Perfect. And for our listeners, I'll put all of those links in the show notes. And I'll also include uh, a link to uh, Dr. Ray's book and to the Dirty Dozen. So you know what, which fruits and vegetables have the most amount of pesticides that those are the ones you really should buy organic. Well, yeah. Dr. Ray, I want to thank you again for coming back in our part two of our weight loss podcast. Oh, and yeah. if you don't mind, I'll probably be in touch with you in the future 
because this is such a, a big area. You know, they're saying that upwards of 70% of Americans are considered obese. So the more we can get information out there to our listeners, I think they would really appreciate that. I would love it, Dr. Carey. And I believe like you, the more information that people have coming into my office, the better patient they make. Okay, well, thanks again, Dr. Ray, and thank you listeners for tuning in to the Functional Medicine Radio Show. I'll see you next week. Thanks, Dr. Carey. You've been listening to the Functional Medicine Radio Show with your host, Dr. Carrie Drizga, known internationally as the Functional Medicine Doc. Dr. Carey is committed to helping patients find the root cause of their health problems and fixing the cause with natural treatments so they can feel normal again. Dr. Carey is the founder of Functional Medicine Ontario and is the author of the hit book, Reclaim Your Energy and Feel Normal Again. Please tell your friends about the Functional Medicine Radio Show, and we'll see you next week with more from Dr. Carey.